Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. Here at Emmanuel Church, we believe that God wants to meet us where we're at. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can listen to the message from our Sunday worship experience. We would love for you to stay connected with us by visiting our website at myemmanuelchurch.com or at any social media platform at My Emmanuel Church. We hope you enjoy this message. not doing a sermon series right now and uh, we want you to know that uh, I want to share with you what I want to share with you today is still in the same line and vein of thought yeah my worship team if y'all can join me over here so that I don't have to be by myself uh, on the stage here but uh, we're not we're, we're still not doing a sermon series we are working on some sermon series to come that that are coming up uh, that will be uh I hope a blessing to you as we enter into the summer months and everything and school ends. And um, I know that we, uh, it's been the challenge for me, honestly. Like, I'm used to preaching in sermon series format. And if I don't, I kind of lose myself. Like, I, I, our senior pastor in our Spanish service, she preaches like a new sermon every week. And I'm just like, that's that's like... And no topping, no nothing. I admire her for that. And it's her birthday today, so we want to say happy birthday to Pastor Mary. Uh, if she is watching this, I'm pretty sure she is. Um, and keeping track of us over here. And we love her very much. Uh, so let's get into the word this morning. And I have the title of my message today is How to Love Yourself. How to love yourself. And I, this is really important because we've been talking a little bit on, along the lines of mental health and uh, the struggle and the difficulties. How do we get through challenges and things like that? I haven't been talking in a series format, but I have been talking on this topic because it's been very close to my heart. Uh, you know, I know that there are a lot of people that are going through things right now that are feeling different things, worried about different things feeling anxious, feeling depressed, feeling all kind of stuff. And I know that one of the hardest things to do is to love yourself, you know. And it, you know, we think about it and it's a kind, it's just kind of weird, you know. Why, why, I, you know, I don't really like myself. We all have those kind of thoughts or whatever. It's like you ever try and take a picture and you have to take like a thousand selfies because you don't like the way you look, you know. It's like I have to wait until I find the right one, the right angle, you know. And when people take pictures of you, oftentimes their their thing is is if they look good, they don't care how anyone else looks in the in the picture. It's like if my picture, if I look good in this picture, I'm posting this. And it's like, oh, my eyes are closed and this and that. It's like, well, that doesn't matter. I look good, you know, because we're concerned about looks and appearances and what people think about us because that directly translates to how we feel about ourselves. And it shouldn't, but it does. And we have this desire to, to be loved because we think that is going to make us feel, uh, make us love ourselves, Yet, a lot of times we go through all of this and we do all of these things just to get people to like us, but we don't end up liking ourselves anymore. And it's so important for us to be able to do this. It's so important for us to be able to love ourselves. In fact, one of the when Jesus was confronted and he asked, what's the greatest commandment? Y'all know what the greatest commandment is? What is it? Love God? 
Love God and love people. That's the way we, that's the way we put it. But there's so much depth in the words that Jesus says when he's confronted. They're like, what, what, what law is so important? In fact, he says that all, everything is wrapped up in the statement he made. He said the law, the prophets, everything is wrapped up in the two statements that he made. And he said in Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 to 39, He says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? They asked him and Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. And we like that part. It's easy enough. Like we're like, oh, I love God. And then we, we, we condense the statement to love God, love people. Because the second part in verse 38 says, this is the first and greatest commandment. 39 says, and the second is like it. Love as yourself. Now that's, that we forget something there, don't we? We we say we should love God and we should love people. But the second part of that verse in verse 39 says, love your neighbor as yourself. We're supposed to love ourselves. In fact, we cannot do a real good job of loving other people if we don't really love ourselves. Because when we don't love ourselves, when, in, when we're insecure about ourselves, what we treat people, how we treat people, oftentimes ends up just being an act. Because we don't know how to care for ourselves. We don't know how to love ourselves. So we don't know how to love other people. So we, we struggle and we tell them, oh, yeah, you know, I love you at this. And we try to do our best to be a good friend. But sometimes it just feels empty. We don't know how to love people. And sometimes it's worse. We project onto them our, the worries and concerns we have on ourselves. And we tell them, uh, you know, we get angry at people for flaws that they have that we know we have that we don't want to deal with. And so we, we, it's difficult to love ourselves if we do not. It's difficult to love other people if we don't love ourselves. In fact, it's even, it makes it even difficult to be able to love God. Because then we see our flaws in God. We see the flaws of other people in God. He calls himself the Heavenly Father and says, well, you know, my father, he he just wasn't there for me. And that's how God must be, too. All of this is wrapped up in all... Each of these statements that Jesus makes are so important. So today I want to talk about what it is. How can we do that? How can we love ourselves a little bit better? Wouldn't we all like to know that? Yeah? I mean, we're unhappy with the way we look. We don't like our clothes. (laughs) You know, I need new clothes. I need new clothes. You know, I like going shopping for some new clothes every once in a while. It's like, I need a wardrobe shift. In fact, I was talking to some of our worship team the other day, and I was like, I think I need, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up starting to recycle outfits here online, and people are going to see the same things, because it's like, I only have so many, like, good outfits that I like. But I want us, I want us to learn today, all, aside from all of that, aside from wardrobe, aside from, you know, makeup, working out, how, how you can make yourself look better, aside from all of that, how can we love ourselves better? Today, how can we do that? And I was learning about a word that is called self-compassion. And and this is going to be very key to my message today, self-compassion. And what's compassion? Compassion is being kind to other people. Uh, Usually, it's being kind to other people when they are going through something difficult. Or they are 
are, are in a difficult life situation or they're struggling with something or they're feeling down or they're feeling sad. Compassion is going to that person and saying, hey, it's okay, I'm with you in all of that. So self-compassion is telling ourselves that it's okay. Self-compassion is taking care of ourselves. Self-compassion is doing things for ourselves so that we can be better, so that we can love ourselves better, so that we can help other people better. And now that's something that I've always learned and I was always taught growing up uh, in ministry. Uh, if you cannot get into the presence of God or if you cannot fill yourself with, the, with, with knowledge of the word of God or if you don't know these things, how can you serve other people? How can you serve other people? Because you don't know. You're not full of that. So if we can't, we can't be truly compassionate of other people, if we don't know how it is, what it means to be compassionate to our own selves, if we are then full of compassion to ourselves, then we can help other people. So self-compassion is, is taking care of ourselves. What self-compassion isn't is selfishness. Selfishness, you know, it, it, a lot of things, and I think the... And there's a Christ, part of the Christian culture that says you can't do stuff to take care of yourself because that's just selfish. Why, why would you do that? Why would you go to the spa? You could use that money to pay for the poor, to, to, to help the poor. I mean, it's there. In fact, in the Bible, there was one instance where Jesus was anointed by a woman with a, a jar of expensive perfume that said it cost a year's wages. And people in the crowd were like, how dare she? <laughs> there will always be people like that. Like, how dare she? She could have used that money to help the poor. And so people say things about that. It's like, well, I bought myself new clothes. How, well, why, why would you do that? Why, why, would you, why would you waste your money on yourself? You could help other people. You should be giving to the church. You should be doing, like, there will be people, it's not selfishness. There is a thing in Christian culture that it will tell us that it is selfishness, but it's not. Because selfishness is a desire to live for ourselves, but excessively so. Meaning that you put yourself above everybody else. Above any friend, any family member, and, and God. We become more important than anything else in the world. That's what selfishness is. But that's not self-compassion. Self-compassion, yes, we do take care of ourselves. Yes, we do things for ourselves, but not to the point that we're like, well, you know, I'm going to do it regardless of what God wants. I'm just going to, my self-compassion is going to the club. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably not a good idea. You know, my self-compassion is living in sin. No, that doesn't, that, that doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It's not being self. That's being selfish, doing what feels good or what you think is right to you. But that's not what self-compassion is. Self-compassion dethrones anyone and anything else unless it can serve. Selfishness dethrones anyone and anything else unless it can serve me. That's what selfishness is. Self-compassion is also not beating yourself up. We think of that uh, a lot of times, I think, as humility. <laughs> like, oh, well, I'm just being humble. I don't have the skill. You know, oh, you know, I'm not that great. I'm not this. I'm not that. And we tell people that all the time. It's just like we think it's humility. We think we're being humble, but that's not humility. 
That's just, you're being negative on yourself. Because the truth is, those statements sound humble, but in your mind, really what's happening is we're, we are attacking ourselves. We're telling ourselves that that's the truth. I'm not good. I'm really not. Like, why would anybody want me to do this? I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm doing Why would anybody want me to be on the worship team? Why would anybody want me to help with kids ministry or media ministry? And why would anybody want me to do that? I am not good. And so we think by saying things like that, we're being humble. We think by telling ourselves that, you know, it's better if I stay out of the way. If we talk negatively to ourselves that... That is humility. But it's not. It's not humility. All that is, is abuse. It's self-abuse. We are abusing ourselves and we are downplaying our value. And it's important that we don't do that. Because we are made in the image of God. From the very beginning, the Bible tells us in, Genesis, in, the, in the book of Genesis that when God created man, he created them in his image. In his image. So we need to remember when we're talking negatively about ourselves, we need to remember this. When we are doing that, we are trashing the image of God that God has given us. We are downplaying the value that he has placed on us. We do a disservice to ourselves when we think, speak, and act negatively towards ourselves. Because that is not what God desires of us. Like, we need to ask ourselves a question. When we say things about ourselves, it's like, you know, I'm worthless, I'm this, I'm that. We talk about ourselves like that. Nobody wants me, nobody wants this. And, that. and so we talk negatively about ourselves. Would God ever talk to you about like that? No. He wouldn't. And if you can't, and let's let's put aside God for a second. Not that we're not, you know, acknowledging God in this situation. But think about another friend. Think about your best friend, in fact. Would your best friend talk to you like that? Unless it was joking, you know. It's like, oh, you know, my best friend uh, talks bad about me all the time. Well, then you might need new friends. If that's the case, you might need new friends. But... Would you talk to them like that? Would you ever say anything? They'd be like, you're not worth, you know, you have no talent, no this, no that. Would you beat them down like that? No, we wouldn't. That is God to us. He would never speak to us that way because to him, you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139 verse 4. You are beautifully, fearfully and wonderfully made because you are made by his hand in his image. So he would never do that. We definitely shouldn't do it to ourselves because all we do is break God's heart, honestly, because that's not how he sees us. He sees us that we are loved that we are cared for, that we are not alone, that we have value, so much value, so much so that he sent his one and only son to give everything for us, to take our place, to carry our sin, our, our sickness, our worry, our everything. He carries that on himself. That's how much God values us. And we need 
to remember that. It's not easy. I can tell you just don't talk bad about yourself, but it's not like it's easy to do that. So what I want to tell you today, how can we practice self-compassion? What, what are some ways that we can do this? If God values us so much, how can we then put this, things into motion so that we can love ourselves? First of all, first and foremost, accept who you are, flaws and all. I think we, we don't like to do that. We don't like to admit things that are wrong about ourselves, you know? We don't. don't. Nobody likes to be wrong, you know? Nobody likes to be wrong. Uh, uh, Oftentimes, men more than others, but (laughs) I I, I know that. I say that because I'm a man myself, and I've been and lived through that where I've looked back at myself, and I'm like, like, how was I even like that? Like, what was the purpose in fighting to be right so much so? It's not just men. No, it's everybody. Everybody has that thing. Have you, have you ever been in an argument with anybody and you're arguing with that person and halfway through the argument you realize you're wrong? But you continue to argue as if you are correct. Because <laughs> we don't want to admit it. We don't like admitting our flaws, but we need to accept our flaws, our weaknesses, our, our everything that, that might be our difficult to admit, but also the good things about ourselves, because not everything about us is a flaw. You know, you might think otherwise. <laughs> you might say, well, I, all I have is flaws, Pastor. That's it. I, I'm just a bunch of flaws. No, you're, you're not. You're not. But we have to accept ourselves, accept who we are, how we are, mistakes and all. Because that's how Jesus invites us to come to him. He doesn't tell you, fix up your act, and then you come to me. Dress right, talk right, live right, then you can come to Jesus. No, he says, how you are, however you look, act, think, feel, come to me. I'm waiting. So if Jesus can accept us, then it's okay to be how we are. I'm not saying you shouldn't work on your flaws. Definitely work on your flaws. Definitely work on your weaknesses. It's okay to admit you're wrong. You know, in AA or anything else, in any kind of counseling for addiction, what's the first thing that they tell you? Admitting you have the problem is the first step to healing. Because admitting it, it is getting it out there and saying, now I know what I need to work on. So it's okay. It's okay. Because if we continue to hide those things, then all we do is compare ourselves to other people and comparison kills us. We look at them and we say, they are so much better than me. And even though they might not be, you don't know that that person probably admires you for some reason that you don't see. Because all you're doing is comparing. You're, you haven't accepted yourself yet. So we need to do that. We need to accept ourselves. And put our lives in God's hands. From there, he takes us on a journey to heal, to learn, to grow, to be better. Over time, it, it doesn't happen overnight. But that's who he want, what he wants us to do. He wants us to accept ourselves because he accepts us. He says, if I can do it, you can accept yourself. Jesus will not beat us down for the mistakes that we make or the flaws that we have. He will carry us 
He will walk with us hand in hand as we fix, as he works to grow us into his image, more like him. Number two, we need to make time for ourselves. I know we got plenty of time right now. <laughs> so a lot of us are trapped at home. We don't know what to do. And so we got lots of time. And I know Texas is opening back up a little bit, just a little bit. You know, we like cracked the door open. Uh, that's basically what we did. But we need to make time for ourselves. See, I think one of the things that we probably are doing bad during this time is we're not resting. We are constantly trying to keep ourselves busy and distracted from everything that is going on. Always watching Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, whatever you have. Amazon. I don't know what the rest of them are. There are a bunch of them. We're always doing that. We're always trying to keep ourselves busy. We go from, if you're still working and there's still school going on that you're doing, you're still doing schoolwork to work to trying to distract yourself with so much that we never take a moment to just relax. And so we end up stressed and anxious and worried. We need to rest. Rest. That means taking a break. That means disconnecting a little bit from from stuff, from people. You know, I know that people, we already feel disconnected from people. But disconnecting from the right things, filtering them. We need to filter things out. Because we can feel overwhelmed by everything that's coming in because we always hear information from everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, social media, the news, no matter which news station you watch. Constant. It's constant. It's Oh, never stops and never ends. And we tell ourselves, well, I have to stay connected. I have to stay in the loop. No, you do not. You need to disconnect. Human minds were not designed to be, uh, to, to, to connect with the 24-hour news cycle. We, we can't handle it. Because then our, our brains, they tire out. We Have you ever been through a day where you didn't do nothing, but you were just on your phone and on social media, but by the end of the day, you're just like, I'm t- I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm just tired. I didn't even do anything today. Why am I so tired? And we're so confused because we're not taking time to filter out the things that are wearing us down. Sometimes those are people. Sometimes it's the news. Sometimes it's social media. But we're not taking time to, to filter all of that out. And so we get exhausted. And we don't have time to rest. So take a break. Disconnect. Disconnect from people for, for a period of time. Not all the time. We need people. We need to, to, to connect with people. And in fact, that's one of the things here too. We need to connect with the right people. People that we know that are going to support us and be an ear to listen to our worries and our struggles and are going to be the people that are say, hey, I'm right there with you. I'm praying with you. I'm right there with you to listen you don't, you don't need to apologize to me or anything. We need to connect with the right people. Talk about the right things. Another one we need to do to make it in that time for ourselves is we, we need to reconnect to the presence of God. Making time for ourselves doesn't just mean personal things. Sure, we should. You know, take care of yourself. Groom yourself. Take a shower. I know some people 
was like, I've been stuck inside. I ain't going to see nobody. I, I, take a shower. Take care of yourself. <laughs> I know it's funny, but yeah, we know. But it, it means to reconnect ourselves with the presence of God as well, because God's presence is where we can truly find rest. God's presence is where we can find rest for our soul, rest for our weary minds, rest for our bodies. We can find rest in God that we cannot find anywhere else. So it's vital for us to be able to spend time praying. It's vital for us to be able to spend time reading the word of God. It's vital for us to be able to spend time in worship. That's why we're still doing stuff online. I could just put a video out of a sermon and you could hear me. But no, we need to do worship because worship lifts us up. Worship refocuses our brains to say, I don't got to worry about the problems and the other stuff right now. But if I focus on Jesus, everything else melts away. If we reconnect with the presence of God, that's where we can find rest. That's where we can find rest. And one of the hardest things, one of the hardest ways to practice compassion, the last one I'm going to share here, is by forgiving yourself. This one's hard. It's not easy. You know, we like to apologize to everybody for everything nowadays. But we don't like to apologize to ourselves. We don't like to let us let ourselves off the hook. Man, I was so stupid. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have gone there. I shouldn't have. Why have I been doing these things? I failed God. I failed my friends. I failed my family. And we, like I said before, we, we do the thing. We beat ourselves down and we abuse ourselves. But if we want to get out of that cycle, we have to allow ourselves to be gracious to ourselves. I know that sounds weird, but we have to give grace to ourselves. Maybe that's a better way to say it. We have to give ourselves space and room to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. God is not waiting to strike you with lightning. God is not ready, waiting to bring wrath and judgment and punishment on you because of something that you have done. But that's what we do to ourselves. The moment we make a mistake, we beat ourselves up. And we say, I deserve this. I deserve this. But we need to get into a place where we can remember God forgives us for our sins if we come to him. And that might be hard to imagine or really understand that God could just let it go when we can't. And we hold on to it tightly and we push it, push and push. And then we end up hurting ourselves. Have you ever done something like this, like what I'm doing with my hands? And you pull and you pull and you pull. You end up with like nail marks in your fingers the harder you pull. Because we're, we're, we're telling ourselves we can't let go of it. Because if we let go of it, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to be punished. I'm gonna be, God is going to hate me just as I hate myself. But he doesn't. So we need to allow ourselves some grace and say it's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes because I'm not alone in this. I think that might be the most difficult part of forgiving ourselves is to realize that we are not alone in it. Because we, for, we don't want to forgive ourselves because we are, our pain and our mistake is our companion. And we feel like if we let it go, then there's going to be nothing. We won't feel anything. We won't, we, won't, we won't be able to move forward. We'll just be empty, stuck 
in that dark place. But when we let go, if we let go and let God have that, he brings about a peace. He brings about peace. He brings about a hope because then we can see there is something beyond this. The devil will tell you, the enemy will come to us and tell us, no, you need to feel bad. That's called guilt. If you ever experienced guilt and you've done anything that you felt was wrong, when you did anything that when you sinned in your life and, and guilt comes on you and it tells you you deserve that. That's what guilt is. And it'll push you down until you cannot move. But God doesn't work that way. See, God, God brings up our sin. It's not like he doesn't. Like, like he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to deal with that, whatever. You can do whatever you want. No, no, that, that's not what God does. He tells us, though, yes, you sinned, so hand it over. You don't have to deal with it, Nathan. Calling you out. You don't have to deal with it, all of you are watching online. You don't have to deal with it by yourself. Take my hand and we'll take care of it together. Give yourself grace. Because it's okay. Because in all of this, God is with us. There is no one that loves you more than God. There's no one that loves you more than Jesus. Everything that he did was for you. So that you could be reconnected to the source of life and hope and love. The Bible tells us God is love. And if God is love, he will never treat us in any different way. So, you are having difficulty loving yourself. I'm about to close here this morning. Know that you're not by yourself in all of this struggle. God stands with you and I hope that what you heard today will be a blessing to your life, that you would be able to put these things into practice so that you can help to take the first step to making things a little bit better. It's a journey. It's, it's not going to happen overnight. I can, you just can't hear what I'm saying and say, okay, that's it. I'm going to love myself now forever and always. No. There are going to be days. There are going to be ups and there are going to be downs and there are going to be struggles and there are going to be victories and there are going to be defeats. But you are not alone in all of this. God is with you. And I want to pray for you today, for everybody watching. And for those of you who are listening to that say, you know, I need something more than that. That Jesus you're talking about, I need Jesus. I want that from him. I want that new chance, that hope in life. We want to pray for you. And then we want to pray for, I want to pray for everybody too, as well, that we can love ourselves better during this time. So if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus today, we want to pray for you right now. Wherever you're at, close your eyes. You want to lift up your hand and just let us know in in the chat, in the comments, or by going to myemmanuelchurch.com slash I have decided if you want to make that decision today so that we can know and we can connect you with resources. Let's pray. You just pray this simple prayer with me. Here I am, God. I need you. I want a second chance. So here I am. Give you my life. I want to follow you. 
For anybody that prayed that prayer right now, God, we just surround them with love. We surround them in prayer right now. They are now coming in to the family of God, and they are not alone any longer. They don't have to feel alone. They don't have to, they, they can now know that they are surrounded by people that love them, that are praying for them, that are willing to support them, and that above all else, you have wiped away the past and have given them a second chance at life today in this moment. We hope that they are reminded of this right now, that they might experience your presence, that they might experience your love wherever they are in this moment, God. And we just pray that they would be able to walk through this and know that they don't have to do it alone. For the rest of us, God, I also want to pray over everybody else watching that might be struggling to love themselves today, that might be struggling to, to feel like they're worth anything. I want to let them know what God says of them today, that you have called them a son and daughter of God, that you have called them beloved, that you have called them... You are with them, that you know them by name, that you don't know them by their mistakes, you don't know them by their sin, you don't know them by their flaws, but God, you look at them through your eyes of grace and mercy and love and you want to hold them tight in this moment. To know that they have value, to know that they are, are, are supremely valuable to you, that you sent your son to give everything and continue to be by our sides in all of this. Remind us that we are more than what we think of ourselves, that we are more than what other people think of ourselves. Remind us, God, of how good you are and how much you've done for us. We hope you enjoyed the message today, and we would love to hear the story about how God is using this ministry to change your life. You can share it with us at myemmanuelchurch.com slash mystories. And if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. And if you're in the Houston area, we would love to see you on Sundays at 1130 a.m. Have a blessed week.